My name is James Rowlands, and I am a lifelong wrestling fan. In 2015, I started a podcast with my friend, Dan White, reviewing the WWE Network and seeing if it's worth the $9.99 a month. It was. And since then, every month, we watch the latest WWE pay-per-views, NXT, and now 205 Live. Still continuing our journey through the network, watching ECW, WCW, and all its classic content. Until we've watched it all, we are with you, and we are the WNR. 32 women from 13 different countries with unique styles and journeys, all with one common goal. To become the winner of the first ever May Young Classic. Yes, hello, I am James Rowlands, and as always, I'm joined by... Dan White. And it is today, the WNR 121, episode 121, part two. And we're going to bring you the May Young Classic quarterfinal matches, in which one of these matches, it is a clash of the titans. It is Dan versus James today, because it's Candice LeRae versus Shania Basler. But we've got so much to talk about before we get on to those matches. Uh, don't forget, it's eight women, four matches here on this Wednesday for the semi-finals and finals live. A little bit of news. Tell me about it. Uh, well, the four horsewomen of MMA and the four horsewomen of WWE had a face-to-face outside Full Sail University in Winter Park, Florida during the May Young ta- Classics taping which were taped in mid-July. Yeah, and of course, avoided all spoilers, so we know nothing going into this. So the video was only shown now as part of the second batch of episodes released for the May Young Classic Tournament. Ronda Rousey, along with Marina Schiffer and Jasmine Duke, attended both days of taping to support their good friend and my pick, Shania Basler. After one of Basler's matches, Charlotte, Becky and Bailey taunted her from ringside as Rousey, Sheriff and Duke were on the opposite end of the aisle. Of course, Sasha Banks was not at the tapings as she was in Australia, to do WWE promotional work at the... And then, as Rousey, Sheffier and Duke were outside giving an interview to WWE.com, Charlotte, Becky and Bailey walked up to them for a stare down. Rousey dropped her bag and said, you name the time, you name the place. As all three WWE superstars walked away, Ronda Rousey added, oh, not today. All right, we're waiting to hear from you. And uh, it's also noted that Ronda Rousey is currently doing pro. Well, I tell you something. If it is a battle of the teams, and you know what I mean, like you're saying, the four horsewomen versus of MMA versus the wrestling four horsewomen, what better place than Survivor Series? You know. Indeed, yeah. Uh, and, and I think this is the thing. As we we question it, if they're going to do that as they move forward, what will happen? It's an interesting time because Rousey. Don't get me wrong. Even though she suffered back two bad defeats in the last two matches in UFC. She's still got the uh, star star power and, of course, potential to make it in wrestling. And, of course, like, even like a dream Charlotte versus um, Ronda Rousey match or whoever, you know, versus yeah. Ronda well, Rousey. We, you know, we've already seen Ronda Rousey in a WWE ring. She was alongside The Rock as she slapped Stephanie McMahon. She did slap. And then she, uh, I think she threw Triple H as well, didn't she? But, like I said, we've seen that. And even a Stephanie versus Rousey match would be an interesting interesting match to watch, you know. And it, and it would lead, I think, lend credibility, of course, to a women's revolution as well. To have someone like Ronda Rousey, that kind of name star, 
on the brand to see if it actually happens or not would be another thing entirely. But we uh, we move on and and we're going to get thoughts now on May Young, uh, the May Young Classic between you and I, Dan, because at this moment in time where we are just before, if my maths is correct, we've seen twenty four matches so far. We saw 16 in the first round and, of course, 8 in the second round. Yeah, that is uh, correct. Is that correct? And we've got seven matches left. Four quarterfinals, two semis, and, of course, the final. So, like I said, we've seen a lot of matches. And, Dan, what what have you actually thought about the May Young Classic? What were your thoughts going into it? And Um, what have you thought since? I've I've had quite high hopes going into it. You know, with the past two tourneys, they've, uh, they've performed really well. During the tournament, there have been some very impressive displays. There have been a few letdowns, but I think the good so far outweighs the bad. Yeah, I think it does because, you know, going into it, I mean, you, like, you get excited about tournaments, but like uh, unlike the British guys or the CWC guys, you know, to have the women there at focal point, you need to kind of get on board. You're not getting on board, especially when they're unknowns as well, trying to learn about some people don't want to learn 32 new wrestlers you know what i mean especially if it's women as well and uh the way they were set up the way they've done the tapings in july and now i've done it here i weren't i weren't entirely sure and even during the first round matches some of them felt oh yeah they belong and some of them were just like oh well this could be on an episode of nxt if that you know and i feel since we've seen the second round now it's switched up and now it feels like an actual a proper tournament, if you know what I mean. You know, like, uh, I think everybody in the last day, uh, everybody in the second round, I yeah. think performed as, as well as they could, you know. But it also, you know, it begs the question, what are they going to do from here? Because with the two tournaments we've seen so far, we've seen the 205 Live and they've got their own show. Yep, and yeah. we've seen the British tournament and... You know, they've they've been sporadic. We've only seen a handful of wrestling here and there. You know, it, it's it's not been as big as as the CWC tournament. Yeah, I, I agree with you. I, I, I feel it's difficult because the UK guys come through there, promised like a show on the network, and it hasn't been delivered yet. And if it does happen or not. And I think it's a travesty at the moment with the, the talent in the British scene and also with the just the Pete Dunne-Tyler uh, Bate match alone at TakeOver to say, fuck it, if that's what they can do, let's give them an opportunity. We've not seen that. So a lot of these women, I think the same that we've said on NXT, on Raw and SmackDown is the lack of depth in the women's division. Yeah. People like the Four Horsemen, obviously Charlotte Banks and that have always had the main programmes. you got your Alexa Bliss and a couple other girls. And even NXT with Oscar, it was like, who could beat her? Now we've seen 32 new women. We're thinking, oh, okay, right. I, I've definitely seen some competition. Like we talked about, the wrestlers that have been on the card to say, oh, well, they'll be good on NXT or even on the, the main roster, you know? I mean, to, to name just a couple off the top of my head, like Tony Storm, who's in the quarterfinals, yeah. I, I could definitely see her on NXT building towards that gimmick, you know, and even having a feud with um, the iconic duo, you know, Peyton Royce and Billy Kay. I, I, you know, do you think yeah. it was a... Do you think? But do you think it's a disadvantage? Changing the question slightly, that the NXT women didn't have a chance in this tournament. Do you think that would have been better? Or are you glad it was? Um, <clears throat> well, again, you know, going back to the CWC tournament, we saw Johnny Gargano, we saw um, Tommaso Ciampa, and you know, we see a few old faces returning as well. Um, I, I don't, I don't know. It's. I think they've already got their place, so they don't really need to prove themselves. I think this is all about newbies coming in or. In Serena's case, you know, trying to make something of herself. I know there's been a couple of NXT rookies, but they've not really been featured 
that much on NXT, so it's taken from NXT to put them into their, you know, from the developmental. Yeah, I, I wouldn't have mind seeing it, seeing a, like a Ruby Riot in the tournament. I don't think Ember Moon or maybe even Nick Cross. I think they keep separate because they are actual stars in their own right. But like I said, I mean, the rookies have been involved, but like we haven't really had, like we had in CWC, a Tajiri or Brian, Car- uh, Brian Kendrick character. I mean, Serena Deeb, that's, that's quite a, a hard pull for a hardcore fan. You know what I mean? It, it takes a hardcore fan to be like, oh, shit, I actually know who she was as opposed yeah. to like a, um, oh, I don't know, not like a Lita or Trish Stratus, but like a Mickey James in this tournament. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. Or or something like Victoria coming out. You know, I know Victoria doesn't wrestle anymore, but I think that would have been interesting. But I do see a lot of these girls, yeah, definitely getting signed to the performance centre. And I think there is a couple there as well. And I think I'll talk about as I go along about Baslor, Basla, that she's in a difficult situation in this tournament now with a four horsemen thing. Because what do you do with her? If it's about Ronda Rousey, is she going to get overshadowed? You know, and it's definitely a main roster feud, isn't it? It's not like a... NXT kind of thing. So, and what does the winner of the tournament, whoever gets through, what do they win? Is it just a trophy, or is it? Yeah, is it going to be as meaningful as the Andre the Giant Memorial Battle Royal? Because you know we've seen some idiots win that. Yeah, exactly. But there was a rumor going around because we were. I mean, everybody. We talked about it a couple of weeks ago relinquishing the NXT Women's Title. There's, you know, with the live show, there's a possibility the title. Might be on the line there, but if the NXT Championship's on the line against whoever's in the final, isn't that unfair on everybody on the NXT roster? You know, well, like yeah, you know, the likes of Ember Moon and that they should all <laughs> they should have all been entered into this tournament. Or you know, well, it, it's going to be interesting to see. Yeah, at the end of it. But no, I, I've enjoyed it. Like I said, I've, the, the Bianca Belair and Kyrie Sane match were I think really, really and we've seen a couple of good ones uh, through the first round as well. I just hope with the uh, quarterfinals. You know, I, I want to see a couple of moments of my jaw drops, you know, like we haven't seen an Alexander kind of Ibushi match as we saw last year, did we, you know, in this well, one? I think that Curry Sane and Belair is, is as close to, you know, a great yeah. match on this tournament as we've seen. Well, let's hope, let's hope as we go forward that we'll say, you know, comes out. I do think CWC was easier last year. I don't know if it's yeah. just because of what we knew going into it as opposed to now. But I think if we'd have done the predictions... After we'd seen the first, you know, the Bracketology one, or, or the proper introductions, I think our picks would have been... I think I definitely would have probably gone a Niven, in, you know, in this one. Uh, and... Yeah. I, I mean, I was, I was happy with Blanchard. And uh, like I say, I got the Asian wrong. Uh, like Z and Lee, I, I put. And like I say, uh, with... As we've seen with Kari, saying how good she is. Is it you would have gone for if you would have seen them? I don't know, actually. Um... I probably would have gone along the lines of Sane as well because I think she's got a great gimmick, or even maybe Tony Storm. And I probably would have sided with uh, the three eleven girl as well. Yeah, Savoy. Yeah, Nicole Savoy, who got knocked out by your pick in the last round. And but uh, we should say, if anybody's never listened to us, I mean, before we actually get two counted away, we have got. Uh, bonus predictions as well, bonus leagues where we do WWE pay-per-views, NXT, and of course, bonus predictions for any events, including the May Young Tournament. Now, already, we have a point apiece because we've both gone through to the quarterfinals. So, bonus points, we're on five points each now. We talk about the May Young Classic is one each. We'll do the May Young Classic, it'll be easier. Then I'll give you the grand total at the end. So, we have got two points on the line today, haven't we, Dan? Uh, Yes, well, the point system we've kind of come up with together it's two points if you win the tournament one point if you make it to the final 
One point if you make it to the semi-final. One point if you make it to the quarter-final, which both of us have one competitor yes. in. And it's one point for knocking our opponent out. Like yeah. if I knock one of yours out or you knock one of mine out. So, uh, yeah, after today, we're going to two points. One for making it to the semi because one of us is guaranteed to be in the semi-final. Yeah. And one of us is going to knock the other one out. Yes. And if James knocks me out, I'm going to end up knocking him out. Yes, because Dan has never lost the tournament before. And last, like I say, the CWC last year, Dan had three people in, three, in the two semi-final matches. And if you can't get someone through to the semi-finals, it will be a shock heard round the world. But we're going to have an in-depth look at both of our picks, Candice Lorraine and Shania Baslar, in just a minute and run through to watch them. But we just want to talk about you because we'd just like to thank everybody for listening to us over this, uh, well, it is week now that we started to put up the first round matches last weekend. Uh, like I say, we've had more listens to the May Young Classic than we did have SummerSlam podcast. And our SummerSlam podcast was very successful, <laughs> I should yeah. say. Um, last month we had our most successful month ever and that's thanks to each and every one of you listening to us every week uh, and we'd just like to thank everybody out there who listens to us on all sorts uh, in a, any place they listen to us you know what I mean yes. um, and we'd just like to thank everybody and we just want to say we did ask if you want to send us any comments and let us know what's going on how you're watching the May Young Classic you can get across all social media. We'll do the plugs later, but of course, you know, Twitter and everything like this. We've had a few comments come in, and we're going to read them out now and try and answer if anybody has answered us questions. But, you know, some people just stated facts. Dan? Uh, well, Jeanette Kitchenham, yeah. and she said, my favourite is Candice LeRae. I'm with you on that one, girl. Yeah. And I hate Basler. <laughs> she can't wrestle. Yes, but Basler is one of those who's learning the trade, isn't she? You know what I mean? She's... She's she's picking it up as she goes along, and 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 someone who emails in or, or messages me sucking up to Dan. I, I don't appreciate that. Uh, next one, Dan. Uh, Shree Shack, and she said, "I don't base my opinion on looks. You shouldn't either." Well, I think that's a dig at you. Well, if you looked at both of us, I'm just saying. Look, I I did. Say last time, I do apologise for my uh, broadcast partner. But then again, it is just jokes, everybody. You know, yeah, we we're, are... we're not serious. No. You know, it is... <laughs> we, we know Piper Niven is a larger woman. Yeah, and she's one of our favourites. You go back to yeah. January, where we picked her out as well. Yeah. On the uh, world of sport. You know, it's, it's, it's just one of those things, you know. As two straight young bachelors watching 32 women wrestle. You know, you are going to get a little bit excited. But, um, no, no, yeah, exactly. But... Uh, Nathan Palper, it's, it's going to get better, I promise. But it's shit. Why do we need this tourney? CWC was much better. Now, Nick. Or now, Nathan. Sorry, Nathan Powell. Um, this tournament is shit probably because you don't respect women. Uh, and that's probably <laughs> the main thing yeah. about it. You know? I appreciate you writing us in, but you should have a, a, a direct talk with Shuri Shack and try and <laughs> sort something out. Um, um, well, you know, he's obviously not judging on looks. I think... Um, with everything, you know, it's going to... It is leading to something bigger, I hope. And we need this tournament because it's going to help boost the depths, uh, boost the ranks of NXT. Yes. And if not, you know, maybe a few going up to the main roster. CWC has had a good impact on WWE. It's got its own show. You know, it's it's got Enzo More off of the main roster, which is a plus in itself, even though he is on 205 Live. Yeah, you know, I'll probably agree with you. The Cruiserweight Classic was a better tournament. I, I enjoyed it more. But this, this tournament, I think it's had some great matches in. 
and hopefully it goes on from strength to strength as it gets towards the final. No, I, I agree in, in certain parts, but the, the thing is as well, though, is that some people don't like high-flying wrestling, you know, the high-flying matches. People have had to go at flips and, and, yeah. and this kind of no-selling. So maybe the CWC wasn't to everybody's taste. And I think if you put the most recent edition of 205 Live up against uh, a couple of matches in May Young Classic, I think May Young comes out on top at the moment, you know. Yeah. So, so in a year, I know that's what's happened to the, the, the cruiserweights. But I think with the women, you've got to give them a chance as well, you know. Amid Zara says, loving the WNR's take on the tournament. Well, thank you, Amid. You are our favourite listener of the month, I yes, would say. so far. <laughs> yeah, so far. Any more, Dan? Uh, Tracy Patton, she said, with Wonder Woman, Rousey, and the women's cricket, rugby, and football teams, it's all about gal power. Yeah, well, fair, you know. Well, I mean. you know, since the Spice Girls in the <laughs> mid to late 90s, I think gal power has been on the rise. Um, yeah, you know, I respect all bitches. <laughs> the thing is that you start having any more fucking rope right in. This is the thing. Uh, and the great thing is about girl power, what it is, of strong women, is that men can enjoy them out. Yeah, men do enjoy strong women, you know? And, and I've always said this, and I've been a, a great advocate of the women's division, even when it was Divas, you know, when we first started doing the podcast. I was still with the NXT women as well. I was up making sure, like with you and Jag, we were concentrating on that because yeah. it was Sasha Banks and Bailey and the matches they had, you know. I like to think, like, we've carried on that tradition of, you know, with the May Young Classic, we're taking it as seriously as we did with the CWC or anything else. But not just because, you know... Well, you know, it's... even with that, what's his name, Jordan Devitt, he looked like a midget. You know, yeah. I was even taking the mick out of the men, so it's not a, a sexist thing. I'll take the piss out of anyone with an affliction. You got a hair lip, I'm all over that shit. Well, speaking of that, what did T. Jake say? Uh, I'll let you read that one. No, I'm not reading. Go on. Oh, God. T. Jake said, Dan had me in stitches on part two of WR120. That was when he was being horrible to uh, <laughs> Piper Niven and Bianca Belair. No fair. Uh, Abir Abir said, first round was okay. Second round, awesome. Can't really argue that, can you? Um, I don't know. I thought the first round was good. You know, again, with the Sarah Logan-Mia Yim match, I thought that was, that so far has been my second favourite match of the tournament. It produced a few good matches. The Sari Kane, Tessa Blanchard, that was a, a very good match. Uh, Jazzy Gaber against Abby Leif, a very shocking result there. Princess Shergay going against Kaylee Ray. I thought that was also a good match. Yeah, you know, it's it had some good matches. It also had like the terrible match, uh, Rachel Evers versus Marty Bell. So you know, it's I think they've had they've both had their ups and downs. Yeah, uh, I think it'd be right, but it's good that you're um, uh, is following along as well. Um, David Rayner, he said Tony Storm is Kelly Kelly in, desi- in disguise. He's a blonde and, racist. <laughs> you know, they all look like Noel Foley to you, they James. Do, they do. I, I, I was a huge, huge fan of Kelly Kelly. She's an exhibitionist. I love that in a woman. <laughs> and Tony Storm, I think she's a stunner as well. So uh, you yeah. want to continue that gimmick with Tony Storm, do you now? Oh, yes. oh God. Uh, Fran Rodriguez. Oh no, you do Fran Rodriguez, and I'll do Mark Tardis. Right, uh, well, Fran Rodriguez. She said Piper Nevin has really impressed me. She's also really impressed us, as James mentioned uh, a little while ago. She impressed us in January when we saw the World of Sports special, and I hope they do that again, or even hope that um, Piper Niven goes into NXT, or even on the main roster. I think she's going to be a very dominant force. And yeah. no, um, Cherie Shack, not just because of her size, I think she's a good worker in the ring. I absolutely love her cannibal that she does. I think it's yeah. the best one I've seen Ooh. 
in the women's tournament. Yep. And it's closely rivaling Kevin Owens. Well, and, and also, in my mind anyway, I can see a face-to-face with, like, Nia Jax and, and, and Piper Niven. And it being like, oh, let's yeah, get this and fucking even, on. Uh, you know and even Tamina I mean? Snooker as well. Exactly, yeah, yeah, yeah. That kind of side, you're just like, yeah, man, that's a fucking match, isn't it? You know? Yeah, and I think all three of them women would be able to give Oscar a run for her money as well. Yes, yeah, oh, for, with Oscar involved as well. Uh, take my money. Uh, right, so we move on and, oh. Mark Tardis. Now, Mark Tardis is... I don't want to be biased with my fans, but he's probably my favourite uh, fan on Twitter. Always tweeting in and letting us know what he's up to as well. And um, the, thing, the interesting thing about Mark Tardis as well is that he wasn't necessarily a wrestling fan. And it was the podcast that what he's, he's, he spoke to me about was that the podcast kind of got him into wrestling. Like, we kind of set it up, and he's like, well, I better work and watch it and see what happens. And now he's watching Raw and SmackDown every yeah. week, you know. And it, it's kind of funny to think, yeah, come along with us. Uh, and he said about two counts that he can't watch a match now without, uh, when they say, kick out, you make the noise, isn't it? Uh, yeah, exactly. But I even think that Michael Cole, whenever he says it, he says, kick out, which is... <laughs> Exactly the the yeah. thing that we hear every time we hear it. Yes, and uh, oh um, yeah, uh, we did it once before, haven't we? About but for the... all our new yeah. listeners and followers who didn't hear it at the beginning, I think you should put a video clip of The Rock and his interview with Goldberg, yeah. and you know, tag uh, Mark in it, yes. you know, to show him uh, exactly what we're on about. Yeah, yeah, yeah. We, we definitely will do that, and uh, of course, that was from Backlash 2003. Rock and Goldberg hitting with a chair. Cacao. Ooh. Bald-headed whisker biscuit oh, bitch. It's the best promo, the best promos is. ever. You yeah, know and not mean? only because we got the cacao. Oh. Oh. Yeah, and he, he wrote that, and he's always on. Uh, he's always on uh, Twitter as well, and we're always going to. Uh, we're going to mention you as we mention everybody else, and, and finally, Dan. Uh, John Church, and he's. I'm listening along with you guys. Can't wait for the quarterfinals. Well, you haven't got much longer to wait because it is. Probably arguably the biggest round for both of us. We both got one woman left in the tournament and it is a head-to-head for me and James to see who can get to the semi-finals. Yes, it is. And it is, like you said, Dan, time. Let's talk about the quarterfinals. We have four matches to watch here. Uh, the first, well, I don't know what the first, we'll just run through the matches. It's going to be Abby Leif versus Mercedes <laughs> You do that. <laughs> it's going to be Abby Leif versus Mercedes Martinez. It's going to be Dakota Kai versus Kyrie Sane. Piper Niven against Tony Storm. Yeah, and like we've talked about, the biggest match in WNR history is Shania Baszler going against Candice LeRae. <laughs> a huge match. But, of course, they are both our picks. And we are going to talk a little bit more about each woman as well. Oh, Abby Leif right. going against Mercedes Martinez. We'll talk more about um, Baslor and when we get to it, but we are going to focus now on the first quarterfinal match, which is Abby Leif versus Mercedes Martinez. Yes, Leif was the first match of the second round as well. Yeah. Is Rachel Evers. Uh, so now she's the first match of the quarterfinals. Can she be the first woman through the semifinals? What have you thought of Abby Leif? Uh, in this tournament, Dan? Um, I thought she's been quite impressive, you know, from her first match against Jazzy Gaber when she got beaten the fuck out of, still managed to win. And even the same against Rachel Evers. She got beaten up throughout the entirety of the match, still pulled out the win, and 
you know, she she can take a pounding. Yeah, well, without a shadow of a doubt, we see it's taken. Uh, with Martinez, I mean, she gets our goat twice because she knocked both of our picks out. You know, Mick Zealy yeah. in the first round for me. And then... Uh, Princesca Chagay in the second round for me. Yeah, so this could be... An it, this, yeah, I know she's a bitch. Um, she comes in here, though. Martinez looked very, very impressive. And she's going to go against Abby Lave. And, of course, the winner of this match goes on to face the winner of our huge main event. And uh, we'll just run through the Taylor tape yet again. Dan? I'm supporting Abby Lave, but I'll read out Martinez, uh, Mercedes Martinez. She's five foot seven. She's a powerhouse. She does the fisherman buster suplex. And she is from the good old US of A. And Abby Lafe, she's five foot four. She's a striker slash technical that finishes the alligator clutch. And she's from the good old US of A. Here USA. we go. USA. USA. UK is better. Here we go. They shake hands to begin with. Fair play. A lot of respect going into this tournament. And even after, you know, they give a, a, a good embrace and, you know, they always support the person that's knocked them out. Most, in most cases. In most cases. Like, I don't know if we're going to see that in these quarterfinals because now it's getting down to the nitty gritty. You're so close. You've already won two matches. you just got to win a couple more to get through and have that chance to become the winner of the first ever May Young Classic. And in the early going of the list, Cena's takes down Leif, but you would expect this in this match, wouldn't you, you know? Yeah, Leif to take a lot of punishment and then uh, come back and pull out the victory right at the last minute. So who are you going for in this match, James? <sighs> it's difficult, you know, because Leif, has has been so tough in this competition. We've seen her take a pounder, like you said. And Martinez has been dominant. You know, Shigei didn't really cause her that much trouble, let's just say. And Zia yeah. Lee, even less so. So it's... To, can, I don't know if I can go against the woman who's knocked out both our picks, even though I do really like Abby Leif, you know? Yeah. Um, well, it's going to be tough. And I'm going to go on in Leif's corner. I think, you know, she, she can absorb a lot of punishment. Especially with the first round upset against uh, Jazzy Gaber. I thought Jazzy Gaber, looking at her, yeah. a lot of money on her to win the tournament. Yeah. She's certainly got the look of uh, a Glamazon, you know, one of the bigger style wrestlers, you know, someone who can deliver a lot of punishment. But I didn't have Abby Leif as a woman that could take a lot of punishment. No, this is the thing. It's just surprising us. And like you said, um, Gaber was one of the favourites going in. She was one people knew. And yet, like I said, a shock victory. And Leif has done really well to uh, still be here. And she deserves her place. Whereas Martinez, I don't know if she's really... Let's hope uh, Leif can actually, uh, you know, prove a worthy adversary to Martinez. Because at the moment, Martinez in this match is not really been challenged. No, no, definitely not. And Leif has twice. Yes, twice. And now in this match as well, she's getting beaten up in the corner with the forearms by Martinez, who's just working away with the kicks. He just seems to have an easy time at the moment. Oh, but she gets rolled up there by Leif. Ooh. Goes for a quick cover. One count. One. And Leif going with a kick. Oh. Lands in the splits. Yeah, I was about to say, lands in the garage. And a jawbuster as she uh, does another splits. What's about the one splits? Two of them. Oh. A deep arm drag takedown there. Followed up by a second. Now she's starting to get some momentum against Martinez. A lovely spinning heel kick knocks her down. Goes for the cover two. Oh. Oh. But Martinez with the kick out. Ah. And now Leif gaining momentum. She seems to be a bit like Iron Fist. Not shit, but 
the whole point of him is that he gets stronger in the middle of the fight once he's taken a little bit of punishment. And maybe with Leif, it takes that little bit longer just to even warm up into the match. You know, she needs to take a few yeah. <laughs> few bits of punishment and like, okay, now we're in a fight. And she's backing Martinez up in the corner. Heavily tattooed Martinez. Yeah. Both women's got both women got some great artwork on him. Oh. Oh, and a takedown there with a rollover, but it was Martinez that managed to get the kick on uh, Abby Leif. Goes for a cover, but only gets a two count. Two. And like you said, it was Lace offensive move turned around by Martinez. And, and Martinez has been dangerous in this one, in this whole tournament. Uh, like I said last time round, must be one of the favourites now. And just wearing away on Leif. Big right hands followed up with a big chop across the chest. Martinez seems to get a kind of confident swagger about her now. You know, both these women have uh, won two matches to get where they are. So they've... Uh, They've not just been handed the place. No, they haven't. And Martinez there has tried to take advantage, but Leif blocked it in the corner. Comes out with some chops of her own. Oh, she's going crazy with the chops. <laughs> well, that's payback, Martinez. Oh. oh, and a big A-train style bicycle kick. Oh. Takes her down, but only gets a two count. Two. Well, Martinez there, a bit shocked in the air. You should be feeling that chest. A lot of punishment. She's saying, uh-uh-uh. But she's in a little bit of trouble now with Leif back to her feet. And I think the fan's definitely on Abby Leif's side. Yeah, most definitely. She looks to finish it off now. Working away at them kicks. She's just pounding away. Starting to get a bit of momentum. And is this when Abby Leif's more dangerous? I mean, you know, we've we've seen her only hit a couple of moves to get the victory. But now she's getting a few more licks in. I think most definitely. I think the problem is, though, as we've just seen, is the mistake factor which Leif had just made, and that's what you don't want to do, especially in the quarterfinals of a tournament. Martinez catching her, big right hand, big boot in the corner, still not finished. Follows it up with a running kick. And Leif had maybe too much going on in that match, caused the mistake. Martinez took full advantage, and now Leif on the apron in what you would say would be a precarious position. Most definitely, yeah. And Martinez, what's she got planned? Well, both women are on the edge of the ring. No. One, one false move and uh, there could be a lot of pain going on here. Oh, Martinez trying to suplex her on the apron. Oh, but Leif managing to get the upper hand. Ooh. Kicks Martinez off and she lands badly on that shoulder. Well, I think she got the leg caught up on the apron as she came down. Couldn't protect herself properly. And Leif may just take the count out victory. But as I say that... No, she doesn't and she's going up top. She's looking to make Martinez pay off the top. Oh, suicide dive taking out Martinez. Well, the fans can appreciate that as Martinez is now in trouble, maybe for the first time in this entire tournament. But Abby Leif is down yet again. Well, I think she may have met her match in Abby Leif. Fair play, Abby Leif. I mean, I wasn't expecting anything from her from the start of the tournament. Just showing a heart determination as someone that, yeah, maybe she can do it, you know. So Get what would her. happen if there was a double count out? Double count out, it'd mean that we're straight through to this so we get three points for the winner of that. It could happen now, referees count. But Martinez trying to make her way back into the ring, as is Abby Leif. She gets thrown in by Leif. A bit of helping hand there. And Leif's going to go for the cover. One, two. Oh! But Martinez managing to kick out. Ah. Leif can't believe Martinez would get the shoulder up, but we know how tough Martinez is. She's not been in that much trouble in this tournament, but she's dished the chart. Now it's the question. Can Leif put Martinez away? Semi-final place. Well, it looks like she might have twisted her leg as she landed there. 
on Martinez. And now Lay's going to go for the leg lock. No. Oh, she gets kicked off. Oh. Well, Martinez showing the power in herself. Backing up to the second rope. Oh. Oh, she gets tossed to the outside again. Another awkward land on that leg. Breath as well as uh, Martinez. Both women taking it out of each other. Picking up Lave now. Both women well, on the apron. Well, looking to suplex Lave back in, but she gets caught with a German. Oh. Bridges out. Oh, but only gets a two count. Two. Well, left Lave screaming, <laughs> banging them back. Can't believe we didn't get the job done. Like getting back in, but an offensive German suplex there. Well, you know, it looked like she was going to get suplexed in. She managed to turn it around into a lovely German. Exactly. It doesn't need to be pretty. It just needs to be effective, especially this stage. Any means necessary now. And oh, Leif... she's limping on that left leg, though. I thought Leif was looking for submission. Oh! A couple of big kicks from Martinez. Fisherman suplex. Oh, that's it. Fisherman's... Yeah, the fisherman suplex. Drops to three. There you go. And Mercedes Martinez... Has booked herself a date with destiny. My word, yeah. First woman through Mercedes Martinez. And, and that is probably a little bit of a surprise. But she's looked so dangerous. And I don't want to say she's has an easy ride to the semi-finals. But I think even in this form with Leif, it didn't seem that much like hard work. You know? It's just because maybe the amount taken out of Leif as the tournament went, she thought she had her with a German suplex there. But Martina's showing her toughness. Uh, what did you think of the match? I thought it was a very good match. Uh, both women taking risks. Uh, brilliant back and forth. And uh, uh, I don't know, you know, I'm not sure the white, woman, white right woman won. But I, I'm, I think I'm happy that either woman's gone through. Because, you know, both women, I think they deserve a place in the semis. Especially from that bracket as well. Yeah. You know, with, with all of these... Uh, Eight women. I think these two have uh, certainly been the best two of the group. Well, uh, as well, that's a very interesting point. And as we see, Martinez does book her place in the semi-final. She faces the winner of our main event. And the question is, can anybody stop Martinez? She's been dominant. Well, indeed, yes, but she hasn't gone against Candice LeRae yet. <laughs> okay, before we get on to anything else, so it is our main event time. <laughs> Yes. There might be two matches after this, but this is our main event because now we've got Candice LeRae versus Shayna Baszler. And this is both our picks. It is for everything here. Uh, let's talk a little bit about each woman. Dan, tell me a little something about Candice LeRae. Um, well, since wrestling in 2002, LeRae has worked for promotions including Chikara, Insanity Pro Wrestling, International Championship, Alternative Wrestling Show, Pro Wrestling Guerrera, Ring of Honor, All Pro Wrestling, Mac, Mac One Pro Wrestling, uh, National Wrestling Alliance, amongst numerous other promotions. She is a two-time AWS champion. Her first reign was when was ended by Mischief, but she later defeated Erica De Erico and Morgan in a triple threat match and began her second title reign as champion in 2009. And she lost the title in January 2010. In mid-2014, she won the Wrestling Tag Team Championships with her tag team partner, Joey Ryan, but lost the titles the next day. At Shine 20, she defeated Neva in her Shine Wrestling debut. She is currently tag team partner of Joey Ryan in uh, their tag team name being the World's Cutest Tag Team. 
and hosts a YouTube show of him called The Candice and J- The two are now the PWG Tag Team Champions. About Basler, we're going to switch in between Candice LeRae and Shaynara Basler. Shaynara Basler. Uh, the single elimination tournament, named after the late Hall of Fame trailblazer Mae Young, is the latest endeavour in WWE's efforts to feature female talents as serious athletes. Basler is honoured to be chosen among some of the top women competitors in the world. The Queen of Spades is looking to make the most of the opportunity, and she came prepared. I've spent a lot of time, off time, trying to increase strength, which in turn tends to increase size, just mainly trying to cut back and get into cardio shape. The hard thing about fighting and wrestling is there's no designated off-season, so it's up to you to do all of the training. Well, Lorraine's first major storyline, major storyline, began with PWG in 2006 when she began accompanying the Human Tornado, no relation to the Texas one, to his matches as a face character. Tornado began to display villainous villainous tendencies after losing his PWG title and soon he began to viciously assault Candice after losses in his matches and also threw her in the way of many dangerous attacks during his matches to avoid getting hit himself, self-heal in the process. As an act of defiance, Candice hit Human Tornado with a chair, costing him a match and managed to escape uh, a bad beating thanks to the interference of Chris Hero, her new ally. The periodic beating and sacrificing continued in Tornado's matches despite this, which eventually led to a six-man, no-disqualification, Tornado tag match that saw Tornado, Claudio Castanologi and Eddie Kingston, Hero and Necro Butcher, as a reward for this, Tornado was given a singles match against Larray. Despite, despite an impressive showing, Larray was eventually beaten down by Tornado, who threatened to urinate on Candice. However, Hero interrupted, inadvertently costing Candice the match by disqualification, and Larray became Hero's valet and began accompanying him to his matches soon after. Well, Basil is a true student of the game. Honing her craft under the coach of C Heavyweight Champion Joss Barnett and the legendary Billy Robinson, the experience gave her a love and appreciation for catch wrestling, which she utilised in over 16 years of MMA. She then had a feud with Joey Ryan, her future tag team partner. Again in PWG and again the face character, Candy strongly opposed Joey disrespecting his female competitors in the ring by putting them in compromising positions trying to bring Sleaze back to... Candice, disgusted, fought with Joey valiantly on many occasions, introducing her new move, the Bulls Plex, <laughs> as a humiliating and painful counter to Ryan's Booplex, which are used to humiliate female opponents. Trading wins and losses in both tag teams and single matches, the two eventually called a truce and end up becoming the best friends and tag team partners to this day under the tag team name, the world's cutest tag team. Well, she said those guys competed in mixed martial arts professional wrestling, she said. So it was just natural progression. I'm one of Josh's original students, one of his oldest students. They said if you want to make history, you have to know history. So it was really important that we knew where we came from and appreciate those before us. She also had a minor feud with Christina Von Erie at several PWG shows and shows in other promotions, beating her on several occasions. In 2009, she was crowned inaugural AWS Women's Champion and held the title until that September when she lost it to Christina Von Erie. However, she won the title back the next month and held it for a further 93 days until January, the following year when she lost it for a final time to Aidan Riley. 
Well, in the days leading up to the May Young Classic, the participants familiarised themselves with the W state-of-the-art performance centre. Basler has been in there with past training. has been there in the past, training with Natalia and Nikki Bella. She helped develop a new submission-based finishing move known as the Fearless Lock. However, it was a whole new experience for her walking into the facility alongside many familiar faces, all striving to realise their dream. Leray challenged Adam Cole for the PWG Heavyweight Championship in late March 2014. Although she was unsuccessful, her match received acclaim across the board and under a lot of mainstream attention. In July 2014, she won the FSP Tag Team Championships with Joey Ryan. She defeated Ivalese Valles in October 2014 to win the FWE Women's Championship. The same day, Valles won the title from the former champion, Maria Canellis, who had been the champion for a record two years. In mid-2014, she won the Dreamwave Wrestling Tag Team Championships with her tag team partner, Joey Ryan. From Helter Skelter, Alex Castle and Marcus Crane, but lost the titles the next day to ACDC. Eric Cannon and Darren Corbin. <laughs> Darren Corbin? Darren Corbin. Baron's brother. In 2014 at PWG 11, she and Ryan captured the PWG tag team titles from the Young Bucks in a Guerrilla Warfare match. One when Candy dumped a pack of thumbtacks down one of her opponent's shorts before using her signature's bull's plex to a thumbtack-covered ring to finish him off. Well, she said, I think it was more surreal that I was there with a lot of my contemporaries and women I work with on independence, Basil said. Just knowing all of us were there and I can compete with them, it gave me a sense that I belonged there just as much as they do. Basil's first opponent in the first round of May Young was Zeda, China. It was a meshing of styles there, with Zeda also coming from an MMA and amateur wrestling background. And of course, in the second round, Shania Baslor beat Mia Yim in another kind of MMA-style match. And in this one, we've talked about Candice LeRae having a certain MMA-style background. She yeah. has... Sorry, go on. Oh, yeah, I was saying, yeah. And she has competed against the men that we talk about in uh, PWG and other... So it's interesting... To see this matchup, Dan, anything else? About uh, this? Well, just going to say that she's also wrestled many great legends in women's wrestling, such as Sarah Del Rey, cheerleader Melissa, and the amazing Kong. So now it's Taylor Tape. Yes. Uh, well, Candy stands at five foot two. She's a high flyer. Her finisher is, is of course, Miss Larray's Wild Ride, and she's from the US of A. Well, Shania Baslow, five foot seven, submission grappling. And a Kafuda driver as a finisher, of course, like we talked about, the fear lock as well, the fearless lock, and from the United States of America. But now this is so important, Dan. This <laughs> this is where it gets personal. This is where it gets. One of us will be re- for the rest of the tournament, and the other person will be really happy. Which way will it go? What will happen in this one? Candice LeRae coming out. Is she looking at the May Young trophy a last time, Dan? Looking at the last time until she picked it up. There's her husband. Again, you know, she was also a train winner who I picked to yes. win the CWC tournament. But you don't sound that confident now, even though Johnny Gagano is watching Candice LeRae. Shania oh, Basler's there. She's got support as well, we know. Oh, Johnny, you can see your wife tap out. <laughs> well, you're talking a woman who's beaten men. So I think like this fucking woman who looks like a man and built like a thing <laughs> to her, she just get her in the bull's plex. And finish her off I in a thumbtack. I don't think the, the balls plex will work. Here we go. 
Shania Baslor coming out here. Here comes Baslor looking focused as ever. Of course, got the mouthpiece down. She means business in this one as both women face off. Will we get handshake? <laughs> Dan, uh, do you want a handshake for the match? Uh, turn my back like Baslor did to Lorraine. Well, she's just disrespectful. <laughs> she clearly doesn't respect wrestling as a whole. I don't care. You've got to respect Shayna Baslar. She is dangerous and oh, she knocked beat her already. Knockout. Knockout. Knee in the early going. Then she's down. They raise down. They raise out. No, she's not. Look at Baslor. Easy. Easy. Look at this. Just foot strikes. There you go. That's what it takes. And here comes Baslor. Going to run against the ropes. Boom. Oh. oh Lorraine moves out of the way. And Baslor hits nothing but rope. In front of her friends. <laughs> Horsewomen <laughs> friends. Horsewomen friends. MMA friends. <laughs> Wow. And you don't get training for that in the MMA world, do you, James? You, you do not, Dan. And Basel, oh no, serious trouble. Goes for the cover. No. One, two. No. Oh. oh. The first cover, and she only barely managed to kick out, James. Uh, well, look at Basel pushing the ray away. Oh no. Oh no. Submit, no. bitch. No. Tap, tap, no. tap, no. tap, tap. No. Tap. <laughs> Basil's too strong for this. Look at this. Spinning around. Oh! <laughs> Cross arm breaker. No! Oh, no. Uh... No! Look, look at the fans. No. They're loving it. No, Basler. Go on, Candice. Get to the bottom rope. Struggling to get Come to on. the bottom rope. Tap! No! Tap! She tapped. No, she, she tapped. didn't tap. She didn't tap. Wee! Roll her back. Oh, no. She got her. Pick her up. Look at the power of Basler. Wow. Oh, wow, a sidewalk slam. But she is in trouble, James. She's grasping that shoulder of hers. I think that right shoulder might have popped out. I think that's what she's telling the referee now. Trying to bang it in place on the canvas. Candace very dangerous. Stigger, stop it. Slow her down. And you can yes. see how worried well, Rousey. Worried. Yeah. Rousey is worried. Oh, my God. That's it. Vicious stamp on the head. Sharu's boss. Come on, Basler. <laughs> you can do this. Let's go, Lorraine. And Lorraine now on the second rope. Basler slowly gets to her feet. That's it. Meets but you her. don't want to be in that position with Candice Lorraine. You saw how she won her last match, Jimbo. Well, it's true, but Basler's not worried. She's got her up. She's going to try and suplex her off. Oh, oh. she's going for a gut wrench. Oh, uh-oh. But Lorraine's fighting out much to the fans' delight. Oh, no. And this is how she's won the last two matches. Spin it. Oh, oh yes! gets caught. Yes, Basler's got her! Yes! <laughs> Lorraine taps! <laughs> Basler wins! <sighs> Rear naked choke! But she's a vicious, she's a, she's a disgrace. Disqualifier, ref! No, don't! Disqualifier no. for relinqu- not relinquishing the hold. Oh my god, look at you... get in there! Oh. Come on, Johnny, kick her teeth what in! What are you gonna do, Johnny? What are you gonna do? It'd knock her and Your wife's passed out, mate! You're out! Look at Basil saying, she doesn't care. She'll take on Johnny Gagano. fans don't like her. I don't like her. (laughs) Look, she won the match. Why does she have to do that to her? To prove a point to everybody else left in the May Young Classic. To prove a point to the the, the four horsewomen of wrestling that were there as well. To everybody in that crowd, look what she can do. The raid was perfect in that match. And all it took was one just sudden movement by Basil and catching her like that. That shows how tough Basil is. But I will say... Credit to the Ray in that one. 
Dan, what do you think of the match? Uh, I thought it was a travesty. <laughs> you know, she she was she she had won the match, and she just didn't relinquish the hold. That is unfair sportswoman. Like you saw at the beginning of the match, James. Yes. Didn't even shake her hand. Yeah. You know, most women have shown respect before and after, even in loss. They've been gracious in defeat, disgracious in victory. <laughs> but and it's not what women's wrestling should be no, about. No, but you've got to... Like, you see her tap in there, yes. and she didn't relinquish it. You've got to admit, though, that Basdor did catch her, you know, and she was a better woman, got the submission hold there. Yes, I know, a bit sportsmanlike, unsportsmanlike, keeping the hold in, but... Like I say, Baslor, who's uh, uh, the race still getting attended to, but I think Johnny Gagano now. Baslor doesn't care. She gets her arm lifted. Shame in finals. She has to face Mercedes Martinez in the next round. Martinez has been dominant throughout the whole tournament. But, I mean, fair play to the race. Go Gagano. Drop her. Drop what, her, Gagano. What's Baslor going to do? Go on, Johnny. Oh. Go on, Johnny. <laughs> Go Johnny wrestling on her. No. Baslor showing... She's a woman, and she goes through, like I say, to face Mercedes Martinez. And it means, Dan, I've been waiting not to say it, but it means you are out of this year's May Young Classic. James gets two more points added to the score. It is 3-1 now on the May Young Classic. Isn't it funny how a, how a tournament that you're getting further than me and there's more points available. I mean, when I win tournaments, <laughs> I get one fucking point. When you win a tournament, well, you're not even won the tournament. yeah. But Thank you, you think I'm going to win the tournament, though. But we do win the tournament, yeah. But don't forget, on September 13th, we will be releasing the semi-finals and the finals on the WNR podcast a day after the live final. Uh, we know, now know one semi-final match. We've still got two quarter-final matches to go. And up next, it's going to be Tony Storm versus Piper Niven. Fuck up Billy Big Balls here. He's won one. Well, he's got further than me in one fucking tournament, and he thinks he's the man. Try winning two fucking tournaments, then come back to me. All we're going to say is 2017 is obviously not your fucking year, is it? Do you know what I mean? So we'll start with the freshest, the slate is clean, start in January, and then we'll go a go in, won't we? Oh, Mr. I think I've won the year already. Piper Niven. Can't be bothered with this fucking piece of shit tournament. Anyway. <laughs> I knew that. I knew that was coming. <laughs> I knew you'd give up, Dan. Don't do it. Be a professional. Up next it is Piper Niven and Tony Storm. Who will advance to the semi-final? The May Young Classic as Niven comes along and touches the trophy. That's not been good luck for people. Deeb's done it. She's out. Candice Ray did it in the last match. She's out. But can Piper Niven tonight cause a kind of upset as well? And I think nobody thought she would get this far now one match away from the semi-finals of course who did she beat down in the first round and second round to get it um she beat garrett in the first round and then she beat serena deeb in the second round to get to where she is now yeah whereas tony storm she beat aisha raymond to get there then lacey evans and now she's facing piper niven and jess carr is back refereeing this is a huge matchup quarterfinals and Tony Storm you've taken a real liking to Tony Storm haven't you oh, I have indeed yes I think she's uh, she's lovely she is she's coming out sunglasses on because the future's bright for her taking a good look at that trophy that she wants to win all women all these women want to win it there's only six women that can actually uh, hold the trophy though yeah exactly uh, we've seen four Americans here tonight and this is the first match where it's different, of course, Niven from Scotland and um, Tony Storm from Australia. 
she's five foot two. She is a strong style wrestler. Her finisher is the strong zero, and she is from Australia. Now, do an Australian accent. Her name is Tony Storm. She's five foot two inches. She's a strong style wrestler, and she has got the finisher called Strong Zero, and she's from Australia. <laughs> Australia. Well, Piper Niven's five foot eight. She is a powerhouse. Finishing a Piper driver, of course, from Scotland. Hey, James, do it in Scotland. Do it in Scottish. Okay. Hey, her name's Piper Niven. She's five foot eight. She's a powerhouse. Powerhouse. She's a powerhouse. Power. Powerhouse. Paper Driver is our finisher, and of course, she's from Scotland. So here, Scotland, Scotland. So here we go. Tony Stone bought a knife. Piper will bring a gun. That's the Chicago way. Here we go. <laughs> Storm. Old reference for everybody out there. Uh, here we go. Who are you backing, Dan, in this matchup? My head says Piper, but my heart and my penis say Tony Storm. <laughs> Are you trying to get a reaction from people? I dare you. I will read out all the comments everybody has. For I the don't do this to be liked by people. I no. do this because of my love for women. <laughs> <laughs> and you wrestling. Keep, you keep digging that hole. So it's Tony Storm piping living. Send us your comments. We will talk uh, about them on the uh, semi-final and final show. You can send all your complaints in and we'll throw them straight in the bin. <laughs> so it's the collar and elbow tie-up to start this match off. I think Niven would have the strength advantage, but as I said that, oh. She gets pushed into the corner by Storm. He gives her a playful jab on the chin. You know, it's well received by Piper Niven. She gives uh, Tony Storm a good clap there. Yeah, you like to give her a clap, wouldn't you? <laughs> right, okay. We're in dangerous territory. Oh, well, look at Whoa. that. Piper's going for the uh, the pin, putting all of her weight onto Tony Storm. And I'm not saying that's a lot, but Tony Storm managing to lift her and Piper up. And showing, like you said, the strength of Storm. Niven is way over 200 pounds. And now it is a test of strength between the two. Storm showing exactly what she can do. Fantastic wrestling. Both women bridging out. <laughs> hey, both women upside down and having a shake of hand. A good sign of respect wow. between the two women. Yeah, that is fantastic to see. Especially after the nastiness of the last match. Moving on from that to a more you know, even playing field. And, oh. Piper, they're going for a big left hand, but Storm catching it. Oh, twisting her arm round, but Piper reversing it. And both well toe-to-toe. And Storm nipping up through and showing her technical side to it. You would maybe say Viper, with the kind of training she's had, that British style of wrestling. And Oh, that is lovely by Viper. Bridging out and spinning round. She, uh, and this is basically saying or showing people anything Tony Storm can do, Viper, uh, Niven can do better, and vice versa. We saw with the strength early going with Storm toe to toe with uh, Niven, and now the pure wrestling. Storm saying, Come on, she's bridging out as well. And Niven, no! Oh! <laughs> One, two, oh! A body splash there onto uh, Storm, but Storm managing to kick out. Ah. We're certainly feeling it. My word. I didn't want to say it was over there. I thought it would be horrible, but you think after the uh, the kind of <laughs> nice niceties we've seen in the early go, Niven saying, no, this is what it's about, getting through the semi-finals. A huge forearm smash now, backing her up into the corner. Oh, oh following out with a big splash. And Storm 
Goes to the other corner, try and catch her breath back in Niven, coming in like an express train. Oh, Ooh, but Storm dodging out of the way. Niven managing to put the brakes on, trying to get her into a belly to back. And Niven fights her off, low and oh! oh! Flying cross body, goes for the cover again. One, two. Oh, oh but Storm managing to kick out. Uh-huh. I get more and more impressed with Niven every time I see her, just because yeah. you, you think one thing when you first see her, and then you realise it's... She's saying she's more like a Kevin Owens type who can hang with the kind of smaller guys. Is a kind of methodical, slow giant, you know? Well, you know, she has she has got that British wrestling style about her as very impressive, and she can also kick it up a gear and, you know, again, not being rude because of her size, but she can move. Yeah, and this is like, you don't want to compare her to people like, no, Bam Bam Bigelow and uh, Big Boss Man and stuff like that. But you see the speed she's moving oh, at yeah, right now. Yeah, well, running sent on there. And that could be it. And Jess, oh, no, can only count two. But the, two. the count is much better now. I think she's, like I said, they've lost that them nerves. We're in t- deep into the tournament now, the quarterfinal stages. The referee's feeling comfortable. And I think even Niven has got used to it. She's looking to put away Tony Storm. Well, you know, again, we say this is, uh, it's got to be nerve-wracking for the competitors, but for Jessica Carr, she's trying to make a name for herself. She is the first women's re- uh, referee in WWE. Yeah. Um, you know, it's got to be nervous for her as well. She wants to try and hang with the big guys. You know, I'm not saying that yeah, she has yeah, to go yeah. out there to prove herself because, you know, she's got nothing to prove. Yeah, I, I think that's an excellent point. And now it looks like Piper is going to go for the Piper driver. No! Tony Storm managing to hit like the backstabber there. Both women down. Who can get up first? Oh, Storm's up to her feet first. Going for the butt bump. Oh, but Niven moves out the way. Oh! Goes for a cannonball, but Storm moves out the way. And here comes Storm. Oh, oh finally hits that big butt bump. And now has she got momentum on her side? Can she put Niven away? And the speed between these two girls. And it was, it was Aussie chant for Tony Storm is looking to deadlift German suplex. Piper Niven, Piper Niven, no. Oh, she's trying to fight out of it. Manages. To... Oh, there it is. There the it Piper is. Piper driver. One, two. And... Oh. Tony Storm with the kick out. Ah. Go on, my gal. Oh, my God. And Niven can't believe it. I am flabbergasted, Dan. I don't bring out that word often, but I am. Flabbergasted. Flabbergasted. I don't bring that out. There's three words I like. Flabbergasted, shenanigans, and of course, cahoots. And Niven cannot believe she didn't get the job done with Tony Storm. What's it going to take to put the Aussie away? Oh. Oh, She throws her into the corner. Is she going to try and hit that cannonball? Oh! Oh, and she hits it successfully. And Storm is just dead weight here. Niven say no. I'm gonna go for it. We've seen it before. As you swagger bomb, as you christened it, Niven bomb, or the Niven bomb. Uh, but Storm's up. Goes off the top rope with that German suplex. Oh my! Could this be enough to get the job done? Well, God. she doesn't think it is. So she's gonna go up to the top. God, Tony, oh go crazy. Word. Niven is in serious trouble. And what is Storm going to try? Oh! Big leg drop off the top. One, two, three. And Tony Storm is through to the semi-finals. Oh, well, what a match and what a performance by both 
women there. Vibe, uh, Piper Niven, very, very impressive. Like I said, impressed even more. If you do not get offered uh, a performance centre a contract, I will be devastated. She, as we said back in January, Dan, deserves to place on the WWE main roster. She's proven she can hang with it. And fair play, Tony Storm. What do you f- I thought it was a brilliant match. Yeah, um, you know, it's again one of my favourite matches of the tournament. Both women pulled out of the skin. I honestly thought Piper Niven had it earlier on. But Tony Storm managing the, you know, the suplex off the top, uh, the German suplex off the top, then hitting it with that lovely leg drop. And yeah, managed to finish it. Yeah, and, and the thing you talk about as well, it's like the Piper driver. She's, she, Piper has hit that three times in matches. Twice she had the victory through it. And like you said, Storm managing to kick out. Oh. Uh, unbelievable. And then Storm just showing a heart and determination, managing to German suplex Niven off the second right. And that's when you maybe could say the kind of weight was a disadvantage to Niven because of the impact she took coming off that second yeah. right, you know. And then using all of her body weight to dive down on Niven. But no, fair play for both women. And Tony Storm... Wasn't expecting anything, uh, anything from her. I didn't even know her when the tournament began. Yeah. And now she's through to the set of the May Young Classic. Unbelievable. Well, I hope there's a, a respectful display between these two women as well. Yeah, we'll see what happens as they raise Tony Storm's arm. But again, you know, this match started off brilliantly. Both women going toe-to-toe. Having a very oh. impressive... See, look, that's what you want to see at the end of a match. <laughs> not a disrespectful kick of the leg. Not relinqu- unrelinquishing a submission hold. That is just dirty, foul play wrestling. It's a fucking wrestling tournament, for fuck's sake, not a UFC fight. Yes. And if it was a UFC, UFC fight, she would have been disqualified because she didn't break on the referee's command. And she should be trained to do such things. <laughs> okay. Travesty. Right, we'll talk about that more after... We wrap up the quarterfinals because... Ah, you're fucking smiling, little fucking slut whores. Because... Oh, I, fuck off. Dan, is you're not happy because you've seen Ronda Rousey giving a promo. Thinking you're fucking ho- for whores women. You've got fuck all to do with wrestling. And we see the video that we talked about earlier. Becky Lynch would kick all three of her cunts. I could Ronda Rousey anyway. What's she fucking standing up for? She got kicked the fuck out of in the last UFC. Yeah, fight. she got beaten the last. She got made to look like a complete cunt. She, she lost to Randa Nunes by a uh, uh, knockout punch. In fact, it's a knockout kick. But Rousey is still a named talent. Like, like we say, though, let's move on to the last quarterfinal match. It's been a great quarterfinals, I shall say. As we see Funaki in the crowd, Dan. Number one, SmackDown announcer. But there is just one more match left, and that. It should be a very good match because it is Kyrie Sane versus the Bailey-looking, hard-kicking Dakota Kai. Let's have a look at each of these women and let's talk about the tale of the tape. Well, Kyrie Sane, one of the favourites going into this tournament, stands at five foot one. She's a technical ring style, calls her finisher is a diving elbow, and she's from Japan. Now do it in Japanese. And of course, who can forget, in the first round she beat my pick Tessa Blanchard, in the second round Bianca Belair in a tremendous match, and now against Dakota Kai. Uh, yes, and we've got Dakota Kai, she's five foot six, she, her finisher is the devastating double stomp, and she is from New Zealand. And of course, Dakota Kai, she beat Kavita Devi in the first round. And then she beat Rhea Ripley in the second round. And obviously, she's here going against Kari Sane. This should be a cracking match. We've seen women women with their, the offense. I'm expecting brilliance in this one. Uh, who is the favorite going into this one, Dan? Oh, I don't know. I'd say Kari Sane. 
Yeah, I mean, she's probably been the most... I mean, apart from Martinez, you would say... Oh, no! Oh! She walks around it. She doesn't touch it. <laughs> no, the curse of the touching is not there. <laughs> yes, because Papa Niven touched it. Oh, yeah, Papa Niven touched it. Candice LeRae touched it. Serena Deeb touched it. In the first match, uh, Abby Leif touched it as well. So, whoever touches it, goes. And uh, But here it comes, Kyrie saying, like I say, you can't really back her. She's been the most impressive one in it, I would say, apart from Martinez as well. They've both been very impressive. But the match quality that um, Dakota Kai, uh, Dakota Kai, Kyrie that Sane has brought here, uh, it's been great. And hopefully she can keep it up against Dakota Kai. Well, I want to see the pirate claim. Well, do you know why she's a pirate? Why is she a pirate? Because she are. <laughs> I worked years for that. Well, here comes Dakota Kai. Oh, oh. I thought she was going to touch it then. <laughs> she came close to touching it. And the New Zealander, the Kiwi, and there's Bailey's number one fan, saying doesn't look that happy. Well, she looks completely different again. I mean, the third match, and she's got a third different hairstyle. The winner of this does face Tony Storm in the semi-final, so... This is going to be interesting. I should say, all the publicity we've done for the May Young Classic, do you know what woman featured in the... Who? Tony Storm. Tony Storm. Tony Storm. So that's interesting to think. Maybe WWE knew somehow they, they you know, predetermined it. What? Uh, anyway, so Dakota Kai versus Kairi Sane. This should be a great match. <clears throat> Our last match here in the quarterfinals. But don't forget, everybody, we'll be back Wednesday for the semifinals and final as a, <laughs> as a, uh, as a nice sign of a show of respect there. Yes, at least three out of these four matches have had a good sign of... I still don't think you're over it. <laughs> I still don't, but we're going to continue here as a collar and elbow tie-up. Who's going to get advantage early on? This is a question. I, I'm expecting this to be an all-out war. Both women, of course, want to get through. We've seen three women through already tonight. It's just down to these two now. Say nipping up, getting the arm worked on. Well, and Kari saying getting the upper edge. Uh, so again, it's it's an all uh, non-American semi-final. I mean, yeah. the first two semi-finals on the first side of the bracketology: Martinez and Baslar, both Americans. Tony Storm, Australian. Yep. Niven was from Scotland. Night. Uh, Kai is from New Zealand and Sane is from Japan. Exactly. And what's interesting is we've seen two Americans go through, of course, in the semi-finals, Baslor and Martinez. And we've seen Tony Storm go through. So it will could be a New Zealand versus Australia match like it was when Kai beat Ripley in the last round. And just then we've just seen Crouching Tiger, Hidden Dragon between each of these ladies showing that they've got the styles and the kicks. We've talked about Kai in the tournament. We know how educated her feet are, Dan. Yes. And obviously, uh, Kari saying there, she's strong style. Exactly. And oh, my God. That was deft chops to the chest. And a beautiful net breaker. And it seems like the fans like uh, Sane more than the other girls that we've seen. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. The other women, I should say. <clears throat> well, again, you know, she's got a good gimmick going on. You know, and it is all about having the personality as well. You know, you can just come out there. And you can come out there and be an arsehole. I mean, you know, people won't like that. People will boo it. But it's a reaction nonetheless. And, you know, you come out dressed as a pirate. You come out in your cute little top hat and that, and you look good. Yeah, exactly. You know, and even with Piper Niven as well, it's she's got a bit of a gimmick. I know it's you shouldn't really class being a large woman as being a gimmick. But, you know, it works for Beth Phoenix being a glamazon. It works for Nia Jax. It works for uh, Tamina Snooker as yeah. well. Yeah, that is true. 
Back to the match, and we see Sane on the top rope getting thrown off by Dakota Kai after being hit with another beautiful kick. We've talked about that, and now in the corner, Kai is just rubbing Sane's face with a boot. Oh, oh runs in God. with that devastating kick as well. Trying Sane. to take Sane's head off. I was about to say, I think Sane's out. Here we go to... to oh, Sane manages to kick out. Ah. And now Sane with a forearm to Kai, running the rope. Oh, oh. I love that kick. I love that kick. Lovely. Bringing her heel up there to take Sane out. Oh. Goes for the cover, but Sane managing to kick out. Ah. 75. And it's been unbelievable. The dexterity. Is that the right word? The dexterity of Dakota Kai managing to get the leg in that position. Make it an offensive kick. And speaking of offensive kicks, there's one to the back of Sane. But Sane. Oh, hits her with the spear. <laughs> Unable to capitalise on it, though. I think she landed bad on that leg as well, Kai. Definitely feeling it. Both women down at the moment. But they know they've got a lot to follow. We've seen a, some great matches so far. As it looks like Sane now. That's like she's used for the whole tournament. Those two-handed chops. You don't see it that often, do you? No. And Oh, oh a drop kick while uh, Kai was against the ropes. Certainly going through the mill here tonight. And now off the... Bottom rope. Oh, oh my springboard God. to that double foot stomp. Well, that's Kai's finisher, and she's in serious trouble. One, two. Oh. Kai with a kick out. Ah. Do you think Jess Carl will be referee in the final? Possibly, yeah. Yeah, I think <coughs> so, yeah. Anyway, back to this one. But as far as Jess Carl goes, I'd like to see a main event, uh, wrestle, uh, referee a main event, yeah, yeah, you know. Yeah. Even a pay-per-view, just to get her confidence up a bit, because, you know, it, it's going to be going from a different stage to this tournament. A smaller crowd and that, you know, a lot quieter to... Ole. Ole. A lot quieter to, you know, a Raw or SmackDown or maybe even, like, you know, a pay-per-view eventually yeah. and even going on to a main event. Yeah, I think most definitely. I think she's done, <coughs> I think she's done a good enough job to kind of uh, move on now and, and, and be taken as, like, yeah, part of the furniture, do you know what I mean? Yeah, but we'll pay homage to Jessica Carr after this tournament's over. Yes. And, we're... and now Kai in the corner. Oh! Truck toehold takedown there, sending Sane headfirst into the middle turnbuckle. And now Kai building up some momentum. Oh, oh comes in with that big <laughs> kick. Oh, my God, Kai, can she get the cover? One, two. Oh. oh. Hooking the leg a bit late, but Sane managing to get the shoulder up at two. And like I said, if she maybe got the, the hook earlier, might have got the job done. Sane already back to her feet. Kai going for the kick. Oh, but Sane just chopping that leg away and delivering a lovely spinning back fist. <laughs> I love that move as well. Knocking Kai teeth out of her fucking mouth. Irish Whips are into the corner. Comes running in. Oh, but Kai moves out of the way. Delivers a lovely forearm. Oh. Gets blocked the second one, though. And now Sane to try and bring Kai in the ring. Drags her up to the top. Oh. Both women in a very precarious position. Oh, is she going to get hung up in a tree of woe and deliver the double foot stomp? Well, this is what happened in the last match, didn't it? And the way she's positioned, there we go. She's in trouble. Here comes Kai. Oh, but Sane manages to move out of the way. Kai lands badly on that leg. And she must have scared the last match. Look at the fans. Well, she was certainly playing possum. And I I possums. And Uh, now Sane's perched up top. Here she comes. Boom. Big fist off the top rope. Diving elbow. That's got to be it. No. Oh. oh, my word. Well, I know that's a variation of Sane's finisher. And now she's... Oh, my God. Runs in with a flying elbow, too. Oh. oh. 
But Kai with the kick out. Ah, well, I know Kai was tough. I didn't think she was this tough. Well, she's certainly got a lot of heart. She's just taken two huge elbows to the face. And now she's being picked up. Oh, no. Oh, Kai with a backslide. Goes for the cover. Oh. oh, Managing to get a two. Two and... Oh! Delivers a big knockout kick. Knock insane <laughs> for six. That was a great sell. Brilliant. And now Dakota Kai. Can she get Sane in position? Well, we've seen the double foot stop before. Uh-oh. Here we go. Here comes Kai. Oh. It's going to be a hell of a kick if she hits it. Comes running round. Oh, Sane manages to dodge. And now look at Sane. She hits like five forearms in seconds. Picking Kai up. Alabama oh. slam. And now Kai checking with the fans saying, you like that? You know what's next? Here we go. Gab off the top. I don't think she's going to have the five second countdown though. Oh, here she goes. She's got the power. Sane. Can she go through to the semi-finals? One big drop. Oh. Boom. Hits the mark. One. One. Two, three. And Sane there. Brilliant finish. Well, he got a brilliant fucking match between yeah. the two. I knew, I thought their styles would mesh well. And, and the kicks and the punishment each woman took, fantastic. I could watch that happily again, you know. Like, I could watch a series of these women having matches like that because every match would be different as well, you know. Oh, yeah, most definitely. Uh, fantastic. What do you think of it, Dan? Uh, I thought the match was great. Both women working really well together. They've certainly uh, got over their butterflies of the first round. You know, maybe even some lingering butterflies from the second round. I don't think it was as good as the Sane versus Belair match. I'm very close, I, but yes. it, it wasn't as good. But all in all, a majority of these matches from this round have been very good. I think there's only been one let down, and that's not just because of the result. I think the uh, Leray Basler match, it was probably the worst one. Really? Yeah. That's, uh, well, let's, let's talk about the match. Abby Lay versus Martinez. What did you give that? Uh, I gave it a four, and it was a very, very good back and forth, and Martinez looks very dangerous. Well, I Martinez just only gave it a three out of five because I thought it may be missing a, miss, a, a little bit, you know, ingredient-wise in that match. Martinez, I don't think, has been truly tested. I think Abby Lay didn't really give her that strong a test either. No. Uh, but it'll be interesting to see. Uh, next match, well... So this is a match that you dissed then. Candice LeRae, Baslaw, what did you give it? Um, I gave it a three out of five. Yeah. And I thought it was quick. And, you know, I know Baslaw's trying to look like she's she's a bit of a heel. Yeah, she may have done that. You know, again, with the respect side of things, I think it was down on that as well. Yeah, no, I, I think you're fair with that. I gave that a four out of five. I think a little bit biased. Because I think it was an enjoyable match. I thought it was over too quick. Yeah. I, I thought they could have had another 10, 10, 15 minutes to that. And I wouldn't have yeah. worried... Uh, I thought, like, oh, shit, is that over already? And the way Leray tapped straight away. Yeah. Do you know what I mean? Not she she was really close to the race. Yeah, as well, yeah, yeah, you know, yeah. I thought. I, I thought that was a bit odd. Um, but I did like the show with Basler after saying, I don't give a fuck about you. I don't give a fuck yeah. about your husband, you know. Uh, Niv and Tony Storm. I gave that a 4.5. I thought that was a brilliant match. Both women wrestled out of their skin. Loved the beginning of the match. You know, they was going toe-to-toe, move-for-move and that. Um, and, you know, the ending as well. I thought it was very impressive. Both women done great. Yeah, I gave that four and a half out of five. Uh, I thought that was, a, yeah, like I said, a cracking match. Uh, it, it told the story perfectly. I like both women. They both look strong coming out of it, which can only be a good thing. And then, of course, Sane versus Kai. I gave that four and a half out of five. I gave that a four out of five. Yeah, I, th- I think that is on a par 
to the other two great matches we saw, which were um, yeah Logan versus Yim and uh, Blanchard versus Sane for the first round. And then, of course, we've just seen in the second round as well, um, Sane versus, versus Belair as well, which I put awesome. So those, <laughs> those are the kind of four matches. But I think, what have you thought of the quarterfinals? I think the quality's been a lot better, don't you? Uh, the quality's been a lot better, yeah. It's, uh, you know, again, all the women that, have made it. Oh, well, I think you know, ninety percent of these women. I think they deserve a place on either roster. You know, either NXT, Raw, or SmackDown. A couple of them could do with a little bit more work. But um, yeah, you know, majority of these women certainly resting out of their skin for it all. Yeah, I, I think that's complete. I think you're right about that. Let's see if uh, Sane and Kai have a moment here after the match. <clears throat> Again, respect between the yeah. two women. You know, it's it's what you like to see. It, it makes the loser come off better as well, and the winner, yeah. you know, the winner look good. But that means Sane books her place in the semi-finals. So, Dan, so the semi-final matches, the first semi-final that we're going to have that we'll bring you on Wednesday will be Mercedes Martinez versus my pick, Shania Basler. The second semi-final is going to be Kari Sane going against my wife, Tony Storm. It is going to be fantastic, and then we'll bring you the final as well. Whoever gets in there, we do not know yet. But it's been a great quarterfinal lineup. I know, Dan, we can't all win. But if I can beat anybody, I want to beat you. You know, I stick that we've got that. I think, you know, it's all been going really well. There's been some very great matches. And, uh, you know, I just hope there's bigger and better things to go on for these women. Yeah, I do too. I think um, I've really got high hopes now for the, the semi-finals as well. I think these two matches we're going to see two completely different styles with uh, the MMA kind of style with Basler Martinez and the kind of spectacle that's going to be with Tony Storm and Kyrie Sane. But if you want to contact us, let us know. If you've got any complaints about Dan, you got anything to say about us with the May Young Tournament that we are bringing you, don't forget you can contact us on Twitter at WWE Network Review or at Vince McDan, WWE. I'm at J underscore Rollins. We're also know someone on Twitter Dan yes we've got a little friend it's mini Chris Benoit and he's at mini Chris Benoit Facebook but yes you can come and find our page and give us a like with the WWE Network review or you can come and find me and add me as a friend I am Vince McDan we're across all the Google platforms WWE Network review on Google Plus send us an email the podcast at gmail.com and also YouTube as well where we've got new clips going up there podcast got the same time as do other places like SoundCloud on your phone also Spreaker Radio we've got live shows Stitcher Radio and of course iTunes where you can download subscribe rate and review there but yes up next podcast extra semi-finals and the finals but until then I have been James Rowlands and as always I was joined by Dan White thanks for listening everybody and bye bye <laughs>